Hey guys, and I'm on California House Radio. Medium Nancy Mass joins me, and she's going to be doing some free readings for our listeners. In addition, we're going to be talking about ghost hunting and working together on some cases and talk about how those cases went. Be right back. Grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey everybody, how you doing? Happy Monday. Well, I guess not for everybody, but uh, happy Monday. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Federal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means if you have a paranormal need, we can help you. It might take us a while. Uh, California, what a lot of people don't realize is keep falling over. California is this huge state. So uh, it might take us a couple days to get to you, but we will get to you. And in the event that we have to wait to get to you, we have psychics on staff who can call you. And in most cases, if it is something paranormal, they can calm, you and calm that energy down until we can get out there. That being said, if you're watching tonight from Facebook, and a lot of you are, if you're watching from Facebook and uh, you haven't done so yet, feel free, please, please feel free to follow. We're always looking for followers. Also, uh, you know, uh, like, show us some love, thumbs up, hearts, that kind of thing. Uh, it puts us up higher in the Facebook FYP and distributes us out to more people. Or if you have some people in the house that you think might be interested in watching the show, tell them to come on over and tell them about this little old show. That's that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, if you want to comment in the chat room, that's possible too. All right. If you're watching from YouTube, same same routine. You know, you comment, you chat, you give us the thumbs up and all that, all that stuff. And what that does is it puts it higher in the FYP and then YouTube di di distributes us out farther. So it, it helps us, right? And also, if you haven't subscribed yet, uh, we have over eight, 800 videos sitting there. And uh, yeah, they're all different topics. So you can just check that out. Check that out. Okay, that being another that being said, I love, I love that whole that being said thing. You can find us on Facebook under California Haunts, California Haunts Radio, California Haunts Carnival Investigation Team, and the Sacramento Sears, S-E-E-R-S. -E -E you can find us on Instagram as Ghosty Gal, all lowercase. You can find us at TikTok under uh, California Haunts, uh, Twitter, California Haunts, Twitch, Cal Haunts, and then we do have a meetup page at California Haunts Meetup. Our California Haunts Paranormal Investigator. No, sorry. California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team meetup page. Okay. Ah, yes. There's one more on Facebook. It's a California Haunts Ghostly. Okay. Cal yeah. For sorry. I decided to remember all these things. I'm going to have to make a list of them. California Haunts Ghostly Events. Okay. Got that together. One of those days. Anyway, welcome. Tonight we got a great show for you. And uh, one of our favorites is here, Medium Nancy Matz. And she's going to be doing some readings for uh, audience members that would, would that would like a reading. 
And uh, yeah, and then we're going to be talking ghost hunting and, and different things and talking about ghosties. Let me bring her in without further ado. Hello, everybody. Oops, look at these glasses. Um, yes, tonight is a surprise. We She had a scheduling conflict. Uh, someone wanted to trade back and forth and left tonight open. So we're going to do a two-parter tonight. We're going to talk about ghosts, all yep. kinds of ghosts, and we'll have fun just it, I, I did do some, not research, I put my notes together, things I thought about, and what we'll do as people come in the room, or if they want to talk to me, then we'll talk to people. Uh, yeah. At the moment, the room is empty, so we'll be talking about ghosts, and I'm perfectly okay with the whole show. Uh, Friday <laughs> night, I'll be back, and we're going to, not me do the whole show, but together we'll do the whole show. Uh, and Friday night, I would like to discuss uh, ghosts versus poltergeist, and I oh, have yes, a client. I forgot about that. That's right. And Friday night, uh, I have a client that had some issues. And the, um, oh, I'm just going to have to make you wait, has to do with a mother who moved into her their house at the end of her life here. And she's uh, still with us, but they've had a, a pyramid of ghosts. Uh, he did some, M or did I send you the MP3s? E uh, no. EMF. Okay, so one night he heard the voices. And he recorded some voices. It wasn't as clear as we thought it would be. It was done through one of those monitors, like a child's room. Um, now other things are happening. So we have a really a mixer of ghost and poltergeist activity. And I'd like to explain that. I'm not going to use his name, uh, but it's very interesting. And it happens a lot. Shari called me one night. She says, unfortunately, this family has issues and issues. And I said, Oh my God, there's something going on. The woman, she's just flying energy off in every direction. Hmm. Not so much a ghost activity as much as a poltergeist activity. Yep, and yep. Car, don't tell her where she lives. This one may be watching the show. We never know. But there, when people are under distress, they can kick up all kinds of energy, especially if there's emotional turmoil. So we we're going to discuss that Friday night also. So tonight is ghost. Uh, and I would like to present a thought. There's so many ghost investigative groups out there now. And every once in a while, the show will come up. And Surreal Real Estate, Surreal, is a show that's on Wednesday nights here in California. I think it's eight, 7 or 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock, I think, um, or 9, I can't remember. And it's an investigative group of people who deal with everything paranormal. It's very clever, very clever. And they do deal with ghosts, uh, house possessions, this and that. And the other show that if we, Char wants to talk to me about it is a TV series called Ghost. And, of course, it's not what I see in the real world. So we want to discuss this. It, Shar, what would you all like to discuss besides Surreal? And uh, and I don't know if that's a whole name. I don't get to watch it all. Uh, what other TV show have you seen lately that has ghosts in it that you'd like to talk I don't about? Watch I don't watch other stuff. Okay. I, okay. I started. I started. I, the only ones I will watch, and I can honestly say this, are like Paranormal 911. And oh, you know, that. yeah, I've heard of one one and haunted hospitals. Oh, because I figure oh. because I figure those are are you know, police and nurses and stuff, and you're not going to get a, a bunch of hokey oh. stories. I think I did watch paranormal nine one one, people going into the people's homes, and uh, the best story I thought was the call. There was two of them, a couple of them, a man and a woman, different stories, and the wife says, uh, "My husband needs help. He needs help." And they came and found out the wife had been dead for a while. 
And then the that's paranormal right, that's right. people. That's what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, and then the paranormal group had come to the house. A little man opened the front door. He says, oh, upstairs, upstairs. And the fellows go upstairs and turn the body over to help him. And uh, it was the guy that answered the front door. And I, I love those yeah. stories. And it implies the word ghost. And mm -hmm. we think of ghost instead of think of spirit. And mm -hmm. a spirit can leave the body to give directions like the guy upstairs. And he was unconscious. He moved from his body. Mm -hmm. He wasn't dead upstairs. They just went up there mm -hmm. to help him. And I right. love those stories because he's not ghost. He just left. And I actually had a call from a woman. Uh, she had died of cancer. Oh, my gosh. It must be 20 years now. Um, oh, my goodness. I can't believe I forgot her name. I'll call her Karen for another reason. And she lived in Roseville. And I was in Citrus Heights. It was in the early 2000s. And she had died. And I remember getting a call from her. Uh, a call. I got a call, period. It was long before uh, all the... Well, we answered the phone in those years. And mm -hmm. I got a call. And I answered it. And I heard this woman from the very distant. And nowadays we would think, oh, the call come from overseas. Or there's a bad wire. It was very far away. I'm fine. It was just like so far away. I couldn't even I hardly understand her. It was just really straining. And I says, oh, I just can't understand you. You know, and, oh, I'm fine. I'm just, I will go. You know, it was like that. And hung up. And then I realized, oh, that sounded like, well, that's impossible. So I went to my phone to see the numbers. And it was 00000. It was no phone number. And I've all over the years, I, <laughs> well, you've had, you got to remember all the people I talked to. She was one of those, I think I might mention before it was a hospice situation. She had been a friend of mine for a client long time. And in the 2000s, I'd still, I'd already been in this business since 90. Uh, and so at some point, you know, you come across people. She called me one day. She says, oh, I get to die now. I go, what are you talking about? She said, well, I've had cancer off and on. And this time they think I'm going to die soon. So we kept in touch and we talked and everything. And she did die. That's when I got the phone call. And it's kind of like, I'd like to know how they do that. And the other movie that you know everybody has seen is White Noise. Right. Where the professor uh, has recordings of listening to people from the afterlife. And, of course, the White Noise is about somebody who tread where they should not have. And the people that involve the nasties, the three gentlemen in shadows, would come and eliminate people who shouldn't be talking to those in the afterlife. It was a really scary movie. I, I have yet to see anything like that. I've seen shadows. I've seen lots of spirit people. I've seen a lot of ghosts. But nobody um, in reference to the darkness of the evil. I've not seen that. And, of course, you've seen that. In the movie right. Ghost with Patrick Swayze, where right. he has decided not to leave and abandon his wife with his dead body. He wants to see who killed him and why. And mm -hmm. in the process of the movie, he sees one fella that he recognizes, the shooter who killed him, get hit by a vehicle. And the dark shadows come out from the ground, screaming this terrible sound. I can't even copy it. And there's like five or six of these ghostly black things coming out of the ground and grabbing the spirit of this bad guy who had shot Patrick Swayze. 
and they drug him into the street pavement. Well, later on, the fellow that hired the guy that shot Patrick Swayze, remember that bad guy had been drug into the pavement. Well, this right, guy comes after <laughs> Patrick Swayze. You need to get that thing out that I sent you, sweetie. <laughs> you I don't want to return info on an email. <laughs> I'm out of text here. Well, all we can see is the top of your hat, honey. <laughs> cool. Well, that's a good thing. I'm going to tell you, Jack. You know, what do you want? So anyway, in the process of the movie being halfway, three-fourths, three-fourths way done, and yeah. his office mate had been a bad guy and was uh, laundering some money or stealing from somebody. I don't know how it works. And he had been chasing Patrick Swayze. Or, no, I wasn't pa Patrick Swayze. He was chasing the, the lady um, that Patrick Stacey was living with. And um, there was a chase and Whoopi was in the facility in the same section of the building and he was going to go after either one. And there was some kind of mishap and he fell on the windowsill and the window glass had broken and killed him. And he stands up and he sees Patrick Swayze and the only thing Patrick Swayze says is, I'm so sorry. And then he says, why? Oh, and he realizes he's dead and he just panics. And all of a sudden these gray black forms come out of the ground shaped like humans kind of noise and they grabbed the spirit of this man and took him away i want to tell you that i have never seen that um do i see everything no have i have i seen um all kinds of elementals have i seen things that uh lighten lighting balls and all kinds of things i've seen a lot in 33 years i've been doing this especially through the eyes of other people um, people call up and then I can describe what they're looking at. So I am a remote viewer and that validates they're seeing something they can't identify. They go, Nancy, I've seen this and I'll, when did this happen and where? And then I enter their time and access is at base of the net. And I can go back and if I can describe something to you, then you know, you're not insane. And people call me up with uh, dreams. And if it's emotional dream, I can't describe it. If it's a real dream of, alien abduction or as a premonition dream. If I can see it and tell them about what everybody's wearing, whatever, whatever, or a spirit, especially a spirit visitation. Oh, did mom come and visit? Well, was she wearing? And they go, well, how did you know that? I go, well, because it's spirit visitation. It's not an emotional dream from your mind. That's very satisfying. It's satisfying for me because I know I'm not insane doing this, right? <laughs> hey, uh, so, Justice, hang on a second. Justice, I see your message. I uh, replied, uh, is this for uh, Nancy or is, is this is for California Haunts? I've been trying to send messages to you, but they're not going. For some reason, my messages aren't uh, going. So I don't understand why, because I got the one message out, but the rest of them aren't typing up. So I don't know what's going on with that room. So if you could s send me a message in here, that'd be great. In fact, Nancy, if everybody wants to hold on, that's in the chat room, I'm going uh, to just flip this into reboot through. Just hang on, because I got weird things going on. Hang on. Oh, don't go anywhere. Oh, I see. I contacted you 15 years ago. I'm silly concerned about my new apartment. I'm going to send you a email. Oh, I wouldn't know. I don't have my email open, hun. Or is it for California haunts? Yeah. So I guess there, the best thing. Now, there's my, there's my messages. I can see them now. I don't know what the heck was going on. Usually when uh -huh. I write a message, it shows up in two different spots, but it's not doing that. So, oh, I don't know what's um, going on. It's not here. 
There, I went now. Okay, yeah, so you put in a... Um... See how there's two oh, spots did... now where it comes up? It wasn't no. doing that earlier. Yeah, it'll come up on... Um, I only have is. one feed on here, honey. Yeah, okay. Anyway, there it is. So yeah, Justice, let, let me know if it's for us or if it's for Nancy. I think I know who you are. I'm not positive. Oh. 15, 15 years ago, so yeah. Do you know who that is? Justice? I think so. I think so. I think so. So let me know who you are. Uh, so yeah, it's for, it's for so the apartment yeah. she already now lives in. This person, um, yeah. I think you need to touch base with this. I think you are correct. It feels dark to me, the apartment. Mm -hmm. I would say a feeling of forebodeness is in there. So it could be something that Shara needs to work with. Uh, personally, I don't see a spirit person at the moment, but that doesn't mean there isn't somebody there. What I may be picking up, and Shara can validate this letter with, later with something else, I feel like there was people who lived there before that were very dark themselves or heavy. A masculine, heavy energy kind of a feel to me. Mm -hmm. So uh, just as keep in touch, if it's for me, um, you know, I'm on the air, so it's kind of hard to know. Um, yeah, it's, I haven't got it, Char. She sent me nothing or he. So if in, yeah, unless it's see, your. What? I'm just a woman or I don't know. I'm just looking at my messages right now. and They're coming out of they're coming out of. Uh, YouTube and Twitch is where the message is going. But this person's on, on YouTube. Okay, well, I'm just trying to figure out because usually my messaging, I don't know, it's just acting up. I've had weird things all day with the computer, so I don't know what's going on. Last night, too. Oh, it makes it difficult, uh, kids, when you want to talk to us. If you send an email, let us know to who. <laughs> and if you do send uh, an email and if it's, I don't let us know really where. Use, I don't use the California Haunts email anymore, but if you want to send me an email to Caesars Ghost, C-E-S-A-R-S-G-H-O-S-T at yahoo.com, that would be the way to reach. Or you can reach us at CaesarsGhost123 at gmail.com. Oh, that could have been the problem. Maybe this individual. Um, well, okay. I can see a lot of feed here. Well, I'm, um, more than happy, I'm more than happy to talk with you and help you again. No problem. Yeah, well, I kind of gave you an overview of what has gone on. Is just a man or a woman? Oh, no. I, oh, okay. I thought you recognized her. Okay, so I want to go back to um, the movie goes where the Patrick Swayze works in a high-end financial establishment, and his partner is someone that is uh, taking advantage of the system and is stealing money or moving money to get paid. And, mm -hmm. and it clearly feels to me like desperation has set him on a path of, of not doing good. And when he's killed, he sees Patrick Swayze. Uh, rarely do I feel that happens. Uh, there is such a thing as people being greeted by spirit people. But what I have, and it's only my impression, I could be absolutely wrong. Spirit, Patrick Swayze in the movie appears to be um, a very good person. There, his vibration may not be able to see a, such a negative vibration as the individual that is and the uh, killer be witnessing. So I think they, unless someone knows better, uh, I think that like attracts like, vibration attracts vibration of equal. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of followed that over the years. Um, groups of people um, 
who are skirting the law will gather together. People who are spiritual will gather together, religious gather together. And so what like attracts like. And I barely see that. And some of the proof I've had is when I've entertained groups of people in locations that have multiple timelines. Um, I'll never forget the first time I had it. it was the early 90s. And I was invited. I brought this up because it come to mind. I brought it up once I remember it. But clearly I do anyway. But I was entertaining Seattle in, in a um, shopping mall. Uh, no, a um, strip mall, kind of like a like Sunrise Mall where you have lots of businesses. And there mm -hmm. was a business on the right. I can't remember what it was. And you entered. You walk up to the left, and they had a theater, uh, kind of like a theater in the round. And there might have been 50 people in there. And they asked me about the town. All of a sudden, I saw layers and layers of people, spirit, I mean, energy. Like, And there was two ladies, a mother, a daughter, whatever. And I was describing, and they were watching me intently. It was like, oh, it was sitting there with the mouth open. right? <laughs> and, and I was just enjoying the view. And I saw all these time frames. And it was spirit people out living out, or I was entering time and seeing different levels. And where I was sitting, the town kind of went up a little bit, and I saw layers and layers. And it was the first time I realized, wait, I'm not focusing on one time, but multiple times. If there are spirit people, they're not seeing each other. Mm -hmm. And the women came afterward and talked to me, who am I? Oh, they had me holding my hand, and I have the M here, whatever that means. The other time was when I was in Tombstone, Arizona. I had an office there for a year. Wonderful experience. I got to know everybody in town, spent money I shouldn't have on goodies and trophy, uh, not trophies, uh, souvenirs. And I lived there. I lived in Sierra Vista and drove to Tombstone, Arizona. And this happened more than once. And I'd be walking through town, and I would see, now the town was an old town. But it was only popular and written up 10 to 15 years, even though it burnt down twice, right? But mm -hmm. I saw the town in different time zones, but I saw the spirit of those people living there. And they'd walk right through each other. They were not seeing each other. And I, oh, I thought, yes. well, <laughs> Shark came down, he did an investigation. And I thought that was kind of curious. Why aren't these spirit people seeing each other? Well, what that told me was, they were intellect and emotionally connected to what they were doing at the time of their walking. And I could appreciate the ladies in the fire. I remember, and I brought this up only a few weeks back. And there was a lady in a blue dress, and she was just lovely. And she was walking into town. She, I think she had a partner with her. And when she passed away, she might have remembered her relationship, um, Sunday best walking into town. She was not someone of the um, pool hall kind of a dress. This was a lovely dress. And I think this is probably was her best dress. And she was walking, so she was proud of how she looked. And so she's in her heaven. Remember that is, what is your heaven? And people have asked me, what is your heaven? Just recently we were talking about this. And some of my, and of course I was married and had kids. But that is, in my generation, we people got married early. And we had children early. So I got married in 67 to Catholic family, and we had a Catholic clique. And so all five of us got married the second day after two-year graduation from college. You know, the same to do. And a year and a half later, I got pregnant. And that was everybody was doing that. That's what happened. And so I got caught up in working a telephone company uh, 24 years and had raised kids. Yes, I, I say yes to having children and watching my son in soccer. 
the daughter, da, da, da. but there are things that we remember that were important to us because it affected us emotionally. So one thing I got emotionally connected with was running. And I was a good runner, believe it or not. I thought, who knew I could run? I could ride horses, but who knew? And so when we satisfy our id, sometimes we'll look back like the lady in the and the blue dress. It's hard to tell when you're a spirit. And so some may say, oh, look at that woman running on the Auburn Lake Trails. Look at that. She's a spirit person running. Well, when we satisfy our id, those are the highlights sometimes of our life. Even though having children was wonderful. Oh, my gosh. Having my children, as seeing them as babies, I have a couple of uh, visuals. You don't need that. But I can remember the highlights of raising them and those moments when you remember them. You you know, I have a pictures of them. And every time I, I look at those pictures, like, oh, that was a wonderful moment. But that's not necessarily the moment I'll recapture as a spirit person. As a spirit person, I'll be running. And I had a friend I talked to, and it was been 10, 15 years, brought this up. And I said, do you think, what do we think I'm going to do? And I passed on. She says, I see you riding a horse. How did she know I did that? And my, many people don't know that I was competitive. And um, so riding the horse was very, very exciting to me, Very, uh, but not to the level of running. So I want you to think in your life, at what point were you very proud of what you did as an individual? Whether it was work, you walked in, told the boss off, you bought the first brand new car that you've ever owned and you took a drive out of town. Those are the kind of things we capture and we follow through as spirit people. Now, because I was riding the Arbor Lake Trails, I will do that. But yet, how many other people rode them, passed away, rode them on the horse, I ran them because we did both different times, of course. And you won't see those other people because this is your moment. And so when we see people walking around, they're spirit people. Unless I can get their attention, like when I was doing, and we mentioned this a couple weeks back, when we were, when I was doing the um, cemetery tours, I would see groups of people. Were they only seeing me, or were they seeing each other coming into where the cemetery tours were, and did they see each other? I did not have the sense that they saw each other. Spirit people like community. And so in downtown Sacramento, where there's uh, old Sacramento Cemetery, uh, we have the early era, and it was almost 15,000 burials. And then sometimes in the 50s, 60s, 60s, I think it was, they purchased the land behind them, and now it's grown probably 13,000, 15,000. So spirit people will be in the area. And when somebody like me is working, um, we get excited. I'm not reading anybody at the moment, but my energy field. And so we'd have, like I said, a couple hundred people. Those spirit people walking around would see this. They would not see the other people walking around to see us also. So they right. were independent from each other. Got it? And so in some ways, um, I heard this term ghost magnet the other day, and I thought, Oh my God, how many, excuse me, how many people do this? And we are a magnet. I love that term. And well, when you talk way, about, real quick, real quick, when you talk about the, the ghosts or spirits not noticing each other, that also happens, especially if they're from different eras. Especially. And, uh, a good example eras. of that is the Holbrook Hotel, where, you know, you've got the mother who, who was a cook and she's cooking still, you know, and doing stuff. 
but she's wondering what happened to her children because her children died before she did. And they yeah. ended up in two separate timelines. And the kids, the two children are running around the hotel looking for their, you know, playing and stuff, but they're still looking for their mother. So it's kind of like they, they just can't get together, you know, on, right. this, on this plane right here. That's actually true. Yes. Um, how does that work out? Um, I'll make it just real simple. There's only, say you did the same thing every day and you were in what I call yes. the loop, a ghost loop. Yeah. And at so many times, how many times would you make a ghost loop? And then it occurs to you one day, how many times have I done this? There is a trick. There is something that knocks you off that loop. It could be very minor. It could be a bug flying through you <laughs> at some point. Well, go, a lot of that, that too is, you know, a lot of that too is people don't realize that wood, if you lived in a wooden house and you did the same thing over, like you say, you did the same thing over and over for years on end. And then you pass away. Well, mm -hmm. your energy gets absorbed by the wood. Mm -hmm. So that's some of it. Because wood and, you know, the different materials will absorb energy. Well, and, then you're, yeah, go ahead and finish that. You know, so then your energy is in there. That's when you go into a house and you feel like if you feel, if you go into a house and it feels chaotic. Or you, or you feel, or you feel anger or whatever, that's usually coming off of the, off of the wood in there, because, you know, the, the, the walls and stuff, because it, it, it absorbed that energy, that tension. Just yeah, like the young woman, just like yeah. justice, it could be the same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm talking, yeah. there. that is called um, a phantom energy type of thing, where right. it this, builds up. Now I had concerns when my grandfather passed away here, because every Saturday night, yeah, at 8.30 p.m., he would walk <laughs> to the bathroom and take a bath. Oh, that might have been and very he, pleasant. He, yeah, he was here. He was here for almost ten years doing doing that same thing every Saturday uh -huh. night. And I thought, oh my gosh. He's, you know, he's going to pass, and I'm going to be sitting watching TV one night, or have to go to the bathroom one night, and I'll meet him in the hallway. <laughs> you know, in the hallway. <laughs> but it didn't happen. But that that's the first thought I had. You know, because I thought, oh my yeah. god, I, I bet it's one. Of, it's going to be one of those deals because he did that every day. You know, every Saturday without fail. Um, but we have to go to a place of realizing that's what they like to do. And that's not necessarily residual energy, uh, energy of the spirit people. It's them, but she is right. If you, and I talked to this once before, if there's a lot of violence in the house, um, I spoke to, um, this was a really long time ago. Um, there had been violence in the house. And when he came home from work, he would pick up his son up, teenage boy and throw him against the wall and be gave him a really hard time. Well, they moved out. The father died and the family moved out. Well, the family that moved in kept couldn't go down the hallway without all the stress that was being created. So, Shara, I think it was part of your group. And they called me up and I went, oh, my God. And I was describing him where it was. And it, I don't know what group it was I was calling. I thought it was Shara's group. All of a sudden, I saw this violence in the house. And that's residual energy. And I've told people over and over, if you have a lot of, discord, um, violence in the house, uh, yelling, screaming, blah, blah. it's almost like getting mud and taking it off your body and this piece of mud and you throw it against the wall. It needs mm -hmm. to be broken up because it accumulates. So then people move in, like justice is possibly the problem there, is that mm -hmm. it just accumulates and has never been cleaned out. Uh, how do you do that? There's 10 different ways you can do it. But mm -hmm. my favorite is... Uh, uh, glass to reflect light, need not a lot of light in there. 
move the furniture around once or twice, uh, different patterns. If you walk to the kitchen, skip to the kitchen. You know, do different things. Uh, not that you want a lot of noise because it's an apartment complex, but sweet noise, heavenly noise, music. You have to break the energy. And that's sometimes difficult to do. It's difficult because there's so much anger. It just throws, feels like it's against the ceiling. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing against the ceiling, but it accumulated and went to the ceiling, I guess. I don't, I don't know. It's, I can't wait till Shar gets the email. Uh, yeah. So we were talking about personalities. Uh, they don't talk to each other. Sometimes they're just too self-absorbed in their moment. And we're also talking of negative energy. So if you have someone that drinks a lot and they died, guess what? It's going to still drink because that's what they liked. And, you know, you go to a restaurant or a bar and people drink too much. Well, they leave part of their energy there. So it can also build up in negative places. Um, I think a, a positive place would be like a zoo where you have wonderful, clean, fun energy, just shooting off all these little kids looking at everything. Oh. I have grandbabies, uh, and I imagine <laughs> one of them is real high energy, and I thought, oh, my gosh, their house looks, you know, <laughs> five-year-old now, and she just uh, runs around and screams and yells, all happy. She's very happy. But even that is a positive energy field. But people come in the house and go, oh, my God, it feels wonderful in here. And that's because of the energy fields. Children, now just changing the topic a little bit, stay with, um, well, what's that town, that amusement place um, in Sacramento Zoo area? Uh, it's a little, tiny town kind of environment. And I always think of the kids going there, how wonderful the energy must feel. Now, children ghosts. Now, this is really curious. I did it. A cemetery tour in, I actually, a lot of cemetery tours, but this was very profound to me. Uh, I did a, a cemetery tour in Rockland Cemetery. And I was out there a few times, and there was a child sitting on some um, stones. And I had some people behind me, and I spoke of it. And then I went, oh, my gosh, I shouldn't have said that, because who knows if some child's buried there, and the child's still sitting there. It was very distressing to me. And a lot of times on TV shows, you'll see paranormal shows, and they'll be talking about bringing items for the child or adult, or if it's a place where people drink a glass, um, liquor, whatever. Just what do they call that when you bring an item, Char? Anyway, sometimes you'll bring an item to get the spirit person to pay attention to you. Well, for children... That child sitting on the stone was very distressing to me because at the time it caught me off guard. And I thought, well, why is that child sitting there? Well, clearly is waiting for its mother. Will it see the mother showing up? Maybe. Uh, will the child then say, well, why aren't you picking me up? And that was very distressing to me because I, I can't do anything. At the time that happened, I had not, not enough experience. But I'm going to bring up a thought that confused me with this. Mm -hmm. How many toddlers one, two, three-year-olds actually know what they look like. Have you seen them ever look in a mirror and go, oh, I know what I have on. I know what shoes I have on. I will remember that and create it as the child. Um, that, to me, I have to really think about. How many, um, when you see a child, do they pay attention to the clothing? Now, I have some moms that say they got the rack in the closet really low, the toddler with two, one, two, three, four-year-old. Pick out something to wear. Does that child have a better sense of self or better awareness that if it became the spirit, would it know what it's wearing? Something to think about. 
Because in a lot of places, and I've seen some on YouTube recently, where um, they said, oh, this house is haunted, blah, 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 and there's a ball that comes out, and all of a sudden a child with dark hair, a two-and-a-half-year-old, toddles across the hallway, giggling. And I think to myself, why are we seeing this full-body child? How many times does a child look in the mirror and say, today I'm wearing, I'm self-aware, and I know what clothing is? Most children, they're not even aware they have clothes on. That's why they get so messy and how many diapers have you changed on the child? You don't, they don't remember having diapers or anything like that. So that's a question I'd like to uh, think of sometime in the future. Uh, children can be very playful, but not necessarily full-bodied. You'll see something move around. That's because as a spirit child, they can, as in the movie TV series uh, Ghost, um, one of the fellas, American version, not the English one. I've just started watching that one where he can put his energy to a keyboard and make, you know, push a button. So in some ways, I think it takes a lot of energy. So when they do ghost investigations on TV, all this activity happens. A ball goes here and a window, window or something happens over here. And I think to myself, what I have seen a spirit person, they're not really interested in that. If they're mm -hmm. a ghost or they're waiting for somebody, they have to build it, especially a child. How does a child know how to pick up something? or to move it clear across the floor. Kind of wonder how that happens. Because spirit people I'm talking to and dealing with, they look at you trying to get them to move a ball. I go, why would I do that? <laughs> you know? And why are they staying there? Well, they staying there to have memories? Or do they die and they just leave and they're just so traumatized they don't look for the spirit people to greet them? We do not die without somebody always there. I have never, ever, in all these years, see someone pass away. I every time someone calls me, I immediately get to who called, who greeted somebody. Immediately, and I've told you this once before. I told you I had a client. I have a client named Michael, East Coast, and he introduced me to his aunt Nancy. Oh, I loved her. We had wonderful sessions. And he called up one day. And he says she's dying. I go, she's dying. Oh, I liked her. She was in Wisconsin somewhere else, and I grieved that she was going to die because I liked her. And I grieved selfishly because I wanted more communication with her because she was a wonderful person. As a spirit person, uh, I have to release that selfishness because she's winning the lotto. She gets to go home. It's her time. But as a human being, I was sad because Michael was going to be sad because of the missing of her. And then Michael says to me, I really don't want her to die either. I go, I know, Michael. Well, who, who's going to greet her? Well, immediately, tall, thin ma'am's going to greet her. I gave him a lot of detail, and he says to me, oh, you just mentioned her brother, my uncle. He's still alive. Guess what happened? The guy got in an accident and died before yeah. she did. And when Nancy passed over, Michael called me up and said, you will not believe, oops, sorry, cats. <laughs> you will not believe this. Michael just died. And then he calls back and says, oh. you know, he says, he died. Nancy's going to be greeted by him. Yeah, I can only tell you what I pick up. Why should I make anything up? I can't, I'm not that clever, everybody. And I say to people, I'm going to see somebody. Or I'm not going to see somebody. 
I'm going to see them as they look, not as as they want me to look at them. And mm-hmm. sometimes I'll see spirit people and they'll, remember adults, will imagine what they look like and create a look of which you then can find them in a photograph. Right? So that you have, oh, I remember that picture. That's just what he looked like or she did. That's because they want that validation of them having lived. They're very uh, connected to life. They want you to know that they are still alive. It's amazing. It's amazing to me. Makes me cry a lot. (laughs) And I tell people I do this job because I can disassociate my life to your life. I will allow your life to be as screwed up as you want it to be. But it doesn't matter that I don't get emotionally bonded to the storyline and I feel for you. But the spirit people are so happy most of them. I mean, I've yet to meet somebody who says, I really don't like being a spirit person. Well, the only time they tell me that is when they miss the coffee, cigarettes, or food. <laughs> they can travel anywhere. They can go love up a baby and kiss them on the cheek. But it's amazing to me that they miss the humanness of us. And one spirit man said to me, uh, we're talking a ghost, but it's close. Like People get stuck in a restaurant and that can be a ghost. And spirit man said to me once, I miss the thickness of the body to have a hug. Oh, how interesting is that statement? He misses hugs. This must have been a man that enjoyed um, not intimacy, but the pleasures of getting, when I get a hug from my grandbabies, I think, these little people like me. I mean, who am I? I don't even get to see them as often, you know, and yet they know who I am. You know, I, we go that she's your mother. I'm your mother. You know, we do that ladder thing and really, (laughs) and I mentioned the youngest one last week, the week before. And I said, she's kind of in a state now where she notices I've have been aware that you can die. So they must've talked about it in church or in school. They go to Montessori school. So it must be something that can touch it. She says, you're old, you're going to die. I go, yeah. <laughs> it's really something. Um, children can be playful. I did an investigation with Charlotte to bring it up. And they called me up and I was talking about the house and everything. All of a sudden, I went, where is that? And I looked around and there was a boy uh, with a stick. And he was running up the sidewalk in his clothing of his era. And he had a stick and he was making noise on the stick, on the fence. Remember that, Char? And the yeah. reason I bring that up is sometimes they're mischievous. They may not see everybody, but they know human beings because we emanate a light. We're kind of like flashlights in the dark. And he knows he could be acknowledged. Oh, look at that. And so when I saw him, he must have known that someone was listening to him because all I could hear, you know. And then they found out that there had been a boy and then people had heard that noise and i said well now you know what it is it's a kid of that era they didn't have the you know nintendo like we had at in the 70s it was you know 80s so they had sticks and balls and stuff and they had to make their own play uh as i said before usually children are not full-bodied always a question if a child is seen um i always question it because i'd like to do more investigations anybody has better information about that i'd like to know as I said, when someone passes over, why would they create their visual? Most people do not. Uh, most spirit people, when I see them initially, is is kind of partials. Um, so many spirit people, uh, 
we're kind of sliding over into spirit people. I should probably not do that. I want to go back to what Char said. Um, well, I better say that, huh? Uh, most time when I see a spirit person, they're a ball. And then I say, well, let me see more of you. And they'll put their head together and they'll put their body together. <laughs> and it's like, is that what you look like? And then they'll think about it for a moment. I want to go back to uh, people who are stuck in the moment. And I call them ghosts. And it's hard to know sometimes a ghost versus spirit who likes a routine. The bathtub at night at 8 o'clock, like Char said, or 8.30, that could be a spirit person walking into the house doing his favorite thing of all times. I, You know, that is really neat. I have a spa, and I don't know that I'll get into a spa as a spirit person. But when you're on a mountain, when I lived on Black, uh, Black Mountain, Hornbrook, California, the, the views from the spa took your breath away, especially in the snowstorm. I would go out there in a bathing suit in the snowstorm. That is good memories. Yeah. And they will create a loop. Uh, sometimes in torment, a loop will be created because they can't figure out how to get out of it before they died doing it. And I've seen uh, Topper, the movie, when he crashes into a tree. If I'd seen that, I would have seen the car track crash over and over because the spirit would have been so dismayed. Like, what happened? What happened? That that could happen. If they don't pay attention to who's greeting them, that car would continue to hit the tree. Um, and that would go to this, oops, that would go to uh, rescuing. We talked to rescues at one time of a ghost in a loop. And it's kind of not nice to hear this, but they don't see anything else but the action of the loop. So to mm -hmm. them, they're in the darkness. And uh, it was curious that I saw two. Um, I'm still watching for an email come through me, Shara. Um, I saw two deaths, a 17th century, and the other one was like the 18th century, of two men and a, two teenage boys in a carved out trunk of a tree. And they were um, getting uh, crocodiles, alligators, whatever's in the south. And the, one boy fell in, the other one jumped in after. And the older boy, who could not save his younger son, brother, was in a continual loop. And one time he, he came to me, and it was after I figured out what's going on, that's where the story came from. He says he saw this light, and he couldn't figure out what the light was, and it was me. And I go, really? Is that how it works? And the other one that was really evident was I was in the San Francisco area. Um, we were going to meet up with my mother. She lived in the area. And a Frenchman-looking kind of guy with a white uniform was in a uh, one-man canoe and the only thing i could think of is he must have been on a river or somewhere and tipped over and he kept going in the car we i'm driving uh with a friend and he started circling me and i went who in the world is doing that and he says i was trying to figure out what you are and you're down talking to me and that's sometimes all it takes to disrupt their loop mm -hmm. is something out of the ordinary and there's and I'm not sure why just me, because I feel like there's a lot of intuitives like myself and mediums out there mm -hmm. that could fill a telephone book in every city, I'm sure, even if they don't practice it. But I have to tell you again that all my life I've been an athlete, and I have a lot more energy, even at my age, than most people do because of muscle mass. And I can only as a conjecture that I shoot off more light sometimes. And so I think there's a lot of us like that. Um, so if, anybody, uh, if anybody in the chat room has a question, 
It, oh, do we have So if anybody has a question, all right, please continue. Yeah, if you have a fun question or ghost question or something. Uh, there's another movie. Um, and so in their mind, they're turbulent in their minds. And they mm -hmm. can't, until they're distracted by my light or your light or somebody. And I think there's people, they're mediums. They have a nice light. But they're not tuned into these people. And, mm -hmm. and ghosts could walk around you and think, what are you? But see, you did a good thing because you disrupted their loop. So mm -hmm. in some ways, even if you don't know it, you're you're doing a good job. One movie that really disturbed me, and why do I mention movies? Because people don't read like they used to, but they will watch movies. And I don't watch a lot of movies, but I watch movies that sometimes can apply to me. Uh, the movie was, ooh, it was called 13 Ghosts. And I actually watched 13 Ghosts of the 1939-49 era. And then I watched the later one, and it was about somebody who captured ghosts. And the 19, I think it was in the 40s, Somebody in a two-story house, whatever, uh, appeared to die. And his nephew inherited the house of the wife and two kids. And the idea was that the gentleman had buried his money in the house. So everybody was after the money. And in reality, the house was full of ghosts. In the movie 13 Ghosts of this era, the uncle uh, died and the inheritance was passed down. There were 13 ghosts in the house. It needed the uh, 12, needed the 13th ghost to create a portal for everlasting life or whatever. I never did figure it out. And so the 13th ghost was actually the dead wife of his nephew. Kind of spooky. Why did I bring it up? All these years, <laughs> these years, the worst accidents you can imagine I've seen uh, from a, fellow, a young boy, a teenager, who was hit with the propeller of a boat was pretty bad. And um, I had told the mother very carefully that I want the family to remember this boy unbroken. And I brought it up. We had somebody call into the chat room. I'd start out the show and I says, oh my goodness, I'm getting somebody, a young woman uh, who had damage to the breath, the body, and someone's going to be talking about this person. And someone in the room said that her sister had died and her body had been damaged. And we are told that the more you think of them that way, that's how they will present themselves and they can't get away from it because they're trapped by your emotional level. Mm -hmm. um, the most profound I had was when I worked in uh, Tombstone, Arizona, uh, the office, and the military base was next door. And a woman came in and she brought her man friend and the man had been blown up and he was kind of put together with bloody lines, but he was trying to keep himself together. And he told me, he said, we had breakfast together. She, and I said, did you come in because a man you knew got damaged? And he said he had been blown up. And I went, oh, fudge. But, you know, what am I going to say, right? And so I said, did he get blown up? And she, you know, was kind of crazy. And she said, yes, we went in Jeeps. And his Jeep got blown up. And I was the one that picked up all the body pieces because we had to leave. And he said, why don't you? Wow. And then that was shown the picnic. Um, table where they had breakfast together and this guy had joined her and a couple of the men um and he says i want you to remember me at breakfast and she i could see her thinking about it and as he she was he formed solid without the the red lines indicating he was trying to keep himself together because he remembered being blown up 
And he was trying to keep his body together, but she wouldn't let him. And when that happens, we heal because how, she probably looked at me and says, how does she know that I'm talking about someone who got blown up? Well, first off, I wouldn't make a story up. Someone comes in, I'm going to be shown to be a fraud if I don't talk the truth. And yes, I get pretty nervous. I think, am I, am I crazy by seeing this? Am I seeing true? Well, open my mouth up and <laughs> speak. That's all I can do. And, and I saw her uh, life force uh, soften. And so, gee, many Christmas, this woman's not making this up. This happened. And she was probably um, very distraught, PTSD issues. And she softened. And the man smiled. And he said, thank you. And I'm sure then he could go back with her, not as a ghost, but looking like one, but keep himself together so he could pass on. Because in some ways, when we hold these people to us, we make them a ghost. Mm -hmm. You say okay, I, I, I know he's not suffering. I'm going to look at him as purely full-bodied. In some ways, you are now releasing them from that confinement. So when we know people who had damaged their bodies or they were murdered or a car wreck or something, and I have been guilty of thinking my father um, in such a way. I actually got hold of his death certificate, and he had been in a terrible car accident. He got hit head-on. And nobody should read a death certificate. Mm -hmm. I had it in the records. I had to look. And mm -hmm. so I, I pulled that back. I went, that's not him. That's not him. Um, and I had been seeing him for years. Um, I haven't seen him lately. I think he's come back. But okay, Jerry has a question. Do that. Oh, hello, Jerry. Jerry. I lost a sister in the late 70s. Does she ever come around me? She would have turned 63 on December 4th had she lived. Oh, I see, Jerry. Um, is it possible for me to have a name? I'm going to tell you what I got. Um, she did come around for a while. I'm not saying she was depressed at the time she came around, but she was making and resolving things. How, mm -hmm. how old were you, uh, Terry? Uh, how uh, Late 60s, 70s. She must have been really young. Um, Maybe she, at the time she passed, she realized she left and she wanted to stay in the family. There was some, something going on. Um, 16. Yeah. I'd be curious what did happen because there was some kind of regret or remorse or something with that. Um, I'm going to be real clear on this. I'm seeing her as a blonde and I know you're dark haired. I wonder if she didn't come back in the family. So do you have a blonde child in the family? Um, it looks like she's. 13 to 16 years old. I can't tell anymore. But she wants me to think she's no longer in spirit. Jerry, how big is your family? Or am I seeing her as a as a child uh, in someone else's family? Um, was she, do you remember her being a blonde? Well, of course you would remember. But I would see you as a dark haired. Um, I mean, see your picture. <laughs> oh, she was 17. T type in there. Oh, she was 16. You were 17. Oh, you kids. Uh, did she die of an accident or um, something terrible? Uh, she was brunette. So I'm seeing her as a blonde. So she makes me think that she wants me to see her as a next life. Now, how does that happen? We are always connected to those we love. And the illness, oh, man, 
she just so she came back and she must be back now um i don't have i don't know why i'm seeing what year did she get born again but she's come back i don't know if you could tell me in your family i don't think your family's very big but is there any girls uh i would say 12 to 16 if not then i'm being shown anyway we are always connected to those families. Even though she's come back, she's put her energy to you, which makes you think of her. Um, when you think of her, I am also going to her as a living person. So I can see her in the form she is now. Uh, we really don't disconnect. It's amazing to me. Um, I'm trying to figure out. You live, in, you live here. Where's the blonde? Where's the blonde? Where's the blonde? I don't think she's back east or in central states. I think she's on the west coast. And she's a real blonde. She's eight. I think eight is too young. Unless she's, I don't know. Real heavy hair in a ponytail. Blonde. Not all blonde. There's some variations of blonde. Eight seems a little young. Feels like I'm going a little older. Sorry, sweetie. That's real interesting. I got to tell you what I get, not necessarily what you want to hear. Sorry. I don't know other questions. Okay. Let me keep talking away. Keep plugging. Um, <laughs> keep plugging. Uh, the keep movie. I didn't quite hear you, sweetie. Keep on plugging. <laughs> 13 Ghosts uh, represented to me um, craziness um, because I think we do have damage to our bodies. Um, but they were talking about headless bodies, bodies, mm -hmm. uh, just the head in the cage, um, bodies with sticks and stones, you know, uh, like a railroad tie, the big stake through the body. Um, I'm not sure I would see that. Now, there was one gal that killed herself in the bathtub. That I could see happening. Uh, one boy had an arrow through his head. I don't think that would happen. The boy spirit would not know how to create that visual. So there's some contradictions on uh, clearly whoopee and ghost. Someone like me gave good advice to those people. Uh, when the ghost, um, Patrick Swayze stepped into whoopee, I have actually felt things like that. So that was not imaginary. That someone didn't just say, well, that sounds like a good thing to do. Someone had heard that. Uh, so that was an interesting movie because it well, made me want to think through what what we do present as ourselves. Well, that, okay, that movie with the that movie with, with Nicole Kidman, the others. The others. The others. Whoever was whoever was the psychic consultant on that one was spot on. Right, and she could not see the living. She was stuck mm -hmm. in her own era. Uh, yeah. That was Nicole Kidman, uh, set in 1940s. Yeah. Um, the husband went away to war. And and unfortunately, she was um, kind of isolated in the countryside. And um, I'm trying to think what era it was. It, I just think it was the 40s anyway. She went insane and she killed her children and herself. So the children herself was in the same era, living the same. And the daughter, who didn't have the trauma the mother did, was open and saw another family there. And she was curious, and she did have some kind of a memory of how she died. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, in the movie, uh, which I, I'm not going to disagree with anything, there was a good story. Three people show up at the front door. 
because Nicole Kidman in the movie no longer had housekeeper or assistants running this tremendously large house. And these three people showed up. And it implied that these three people who died at a different era, much earlier than Nicole showed up, were conscious enough to be able to say, let's go rescue these people. That I have never seen because they were not emotionally connected to her. But someone right. must have said in spirit, by the way, you three all were together and died of the fever or some kind of, uh, they all died at the same time. Um, come back and rescue these people. In my world, on, remember, it could happen somewhere else where I'm not living in more of a 500-year-old house like a castle. I've never seen that happen. Usually it's a spirit person that will make it so they show up or they distract the person in that loop to be conscious aware to do that. Uh, I've done rescues where this woman was stuck in her house and the aunt was coming to not a wall, but the portal where she was trying to be seen was on the wall. And I talked to a spirit woman wrapped up in the shroud of being in the bed. I looked at her and I says, who are you? Why aren't you waking up? What's going on? And she was so surprised I could see her. I caught her off guard. And she goes, huh? What? What? And I don't know why I can do that. My light's too bright. Caught her off guard. She's living in a dark loop of, of turmoil, of dying of illness in the bed. Um, and I said, there's someone. Look at this. Is that your aunt? And I described the woman to the gentleman in the house. He goes, oh, yeah, that's the aunt, an older woman. And I said, well, that woman wants you. And the first thing I know, she's smiling, and then she's gone. That's how easy it is. Um, okay, so when you do an investigation, you have little kids around. Remember, you're not going to see them clearly. Um, you may have a sense of them. Please do not scare them. They're always scared. They're if they see you, which may not happen, but if they do see you, are they playing in their own life? Are they playing for the fun of it? I, I sometimes don't understand that. Um, but they are children, and you should never yell, scream, or throw things. I see these investigations, and I know TV is a terrible thing. You have to create something so the audience keeps coming back. I'm very sympathetic. Oops. And, and you've heard of intuitives like myself or mediums that do TV shows over and over and over. And you have to entertain the audience. And you'll wonder at times, it's, it, how is it they can keep producing, producing, producing? Well, I'm just real honest. I said, I don't get nothing. I don't get nothing. You know? Mm -hmm. So in some ways, you have to be honest. And I've known those intuitives have been lost their reputation because they had to be exciting and interesting. So when you... Um, don't harm the children. You can't make anything up. Uh, another movie that I liked, a TV series that sometimes was pretty pretty good, was The Ghost Whisperer. On mm -hmm. some of the shows, they, they had situations of her rescuing people. Remember, if someone's stuck and unhappy, we will have a light, and they, they will see us, see us. But oftentimes in the presentation, they are interacting with other people, the ghost mm -hmm. who's stuck. And, and like I said, this is drama and this is get your interest but it's a good storytelling i think sometimes when we have enough shows on tv talking about this at some point you may say wow it can't be all made up that feels right mm -hmm. that person there told me a story and i guess the bottom line is maybe we survived death 
maybe the goal of myself and some others is that hmm, you believe in spirits and ghosts, but you don't believe in survival. What is that? Mm -hmm. How does that happen? If you believe in survival, are you living the life you should? Are you enjoying yourself? Well, not always enjoying yourself. I'm good. <laughs> sure not. not always. Not always. Especially with health issues and things going off. And, you know, and uh, you go to a place saying, okay, if it's not exciting or interesting, is it an experience? Mm -hmm. I'm experiencing this. Now, how are you dealing with it? That's the bottom line. Is it karmic? Is it something you have to pay back? Is it lessons? Is it ex it's experience? Everything goes through. And I've had a car accident. I've fallen off horses, had bad accidents, a broken foot during a foot race. Those are just things I just thought of. I didn't make anything up. I actually broke a foot during a race. Can you imagine? Uh, Chico. It was a, I lived next door to Chico. It was a Chico third, uh, half marathon. And uh, I think of those things. I think, well, that wasn't fun. But what was the experience? Well, the experience was I had perseverance. It's a, le it's a means of learning more about yourself because when you pass over you're going to share the experiences with everybody wow that life was interesting another one i kind of like it was fun only but there was some good things with it is ghostbusters afterlife now in the original ghostbusters when they go to the library they see the librarian there the mm -hmm. very first scene i love that because the librarian was in her heaven and she was aware of people in her space and then she rebelled. She wasn't a ghost. But there are ghosts out there that are. I, I would say that I enjoyed the movie Afterlife because the presentation of capturing the ghost. I can't see that happening, but I can see where ghosts will be hidden until the right time for them to surface. Um, okay, that's not them either. This woman must be emailing you, hun. Um, the story, the story, ghost story, where a woman, uh, four college kids uh, accidentally kill a woman and they go back to the same structure from the college years. And they go there and the ghost of the woman is there and she she takes care of them. That I've never seen either is a spirit that tries to kill people. Um, in my world, I've never seen or heard and people were sensitive and honest with me. And I tell you, why you why have contrary clients who are contrary? And I go, you're paying me for my advice. Why are you contrary? Why are you trying to tell me something else when I'm trying to give you a help? There's no percentage of me telling you something that's not true or to just appease you. You want, want help with something. That's what I, I'm a tool. I'm a, um, a way to get an answer. And so you think of it that way. And uh, I've never been, I've never seen or heard of being hurt by ghosts, but yet look at all the movies we have out there. If a ghost is stuck in a loop, they can't see you until they're ready to see you. If a spirit mm -hmm. is around you and you did them wrong, how many spirit people have I talked to and you have heard and seen where the afterlife is wonderful, wonderful. And they have a near death experiences when you listen to their stories. And I love them. I love listening to them. And they talk about when they pass over, everything's okay. Even mothers who have babies and they're died on the delivery table. When they get over, they forget about the child because they know everything's going to always work out. And yet they'll be asked by spirit people, you can join, you can come here. And they'll go, oh, I want to be here. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love all the family. Or you can go back and they'll say, huh, go back. Oh, I just had a child. I love those stories. 
and they go and they go, oh, I just had a child or my children need me. And they instantly forget about that when they pass over. Not you. They won't forget you because your memories of them will bring them around. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I have old, old relatives of when I was a child, Aunt Hazel. I'll think of her and, and she'll hear me if she's still a spirit person. She'll come visit. But when they go over there, they see the, the totality of life and what the experience was. And they know that you'll have your own experience. And the totality of your life will add up to what you really wanted to get from choosing this life. And so when I hear about a spirit being, oh, I'm going to get after that person. I'm going to kill them. That doesn't happen. It may feel like it because you're afraid, but it doesn't happen. I've never seen that. Uh, some of the shows, even Ghost Whisperer, there's a vengeful spirit. A vengeful ghost, not necessarily can hurt anybody either. Mm -hmm. So in New, on the East Coast, I had a gentleman die, and he was, on, he was uh, fighting to get back in his body. And he hurried home because he was so distraught. I've just died. I've just died. It was terrible, terrible. Well, guess what? He was, he was going to get buried. And so at the funeral, my client said, oh, my God, he was pacing in front of his coffin. He was trying to he was yelling at us. This gentleman um, I've had a long time. And he's very perceptive. And he could hear this man shouting at the group, I'm not dead. You're burying me, and I'm not dead. He was dead. And, and mm -hmm. so he went through turmoil. At no point could he hurt anybody. He could not. Mm -hmm. And so I worry about these people not wanting to go on. They're not necessarily frozen. They're in just tremendous pain because they died and they were really distraught. And he would not leave. And I call, this is the last part of my, what I want to talk about, is that if we're not living our life and we live under terrible circumstances, and this man was very, very young. He was 51 years old when he died. And he died. It was his time. We do not leave unless it's planned. You will enter a child, a baby, and you will live a life knowing when your ticket's punched. And I'm perfectly aware of that. And so when you hear about someone dying, oh, you, just, I don't want that. I don't want them to die. But it is their time. And we have, as old people, have to step aside. We can't take all the air. We need the space for our upcoming child, children and family and for generations to come. We are part of the history of our families, part of history of history, <laughs> of, of how we get to be who we are. And, um, and so this gentleman became a ghost. He moved into the house to watch the wife and the kids, and he tried to get their attention. It, and I'm, I'm not even going to say his name. My client will not say his name either, because when we did, the, he would come to us because he wanted us to tell the family he was still alive. And he slowly became insane. And it really distressed me because my client would ask me, well, what about the man we cannot say his name? And I would put my mind and try to find him. And he is now in the hall closet upstairs across from the master bedroom because within a year and a half, two years, the woman remarried. And he oh, is God. no longer the husband, right? And he is in the house. Wow. Now, can he cause them harm? Absolutely not. He wouldn't even know how to. But he's now in a loop of hell in the house because he could not. And I wouldn't know his story. I don't know if he worked too much. He never gave him enough attention because a year and a half later, she did get married. Was, was there something that he missed and he regretted? 
Did he not spend enough time with his kids? Something tied him to the house. He could not accept. Um, in the Jewish religion, they have the funeral. And then they have a garden. There's a couple steps. And so there was another um, event. And my client uh, went to this event. And it was an outside garden thing. And there was a larger, uh, heavier woman who came. And I don't remember if it was an aunt or a grandmother, but she was desperately trying to get his attention. And he was running from everybody that he knew at this gathering. And my friend, jeez, uh, my friend could hear him. And he heard him further away. And my friend lived in the complex, I mean, the subdivision. And so when he came up to my friend, he was desperately trying to ignore the spirit man because if he let him hear him, he would be hounded because he could hear him and he would be wanting this man to do something and tell the family that he was alive in the spirit. You can't do that. And so eventually he went insane. And I've told Shar of this before, is that when you become insane, you become a ghost. And in that, you will forget what you look like. But you will remember aspects of yourself. He was a tall man. And he was in a remorseful spot. Mm-hmm. And when I saw him in the hall closet across from the master bedroom, I can't imagine if you're going to be a ghost, please don't pick the house across from the master bedroom where the wife is in with the bed with another man. And he reminded me of Lurch from the Munster series on uh, TV. Mm-hmm. There was a Munster um, uh, Lurch in one of the shows, and he hung his head forward. And he was very shallow looking. And he had uh, darkness around the eyes and around them. It was just a, a ghoulish looking. And that has happened. He went insane. And that's what he ended up looking. So when you go to a sailor silence, not always will you see the body. But you may hear and feel their, their negative energy. Mm-hmm. And yes, you can come across somebody, what I would call a, a ghoul. And sometimes they can't change it. Um, you don't want their attention. You don't want them to follow you home. You have to tell them to stay. I cannot help you stay. You have to sometimes put your voice there. And so one time Shar said to me, we're going to do a, a children's home, a reformatory uh, place. And these boys, I know, honey. <laughs> you hear him? Yeah. The one that sounds like a Siamese. And we went clear across to Ione. I drive all that way over and I was, wow, this is going to be fun to see spirit people in I got there and I looked up and I went, almost fell over. Oh, sure, I can't go in there. It was so negative. It propelled, it pushed against me. Well, guess what happened? The other medium fell through the floor on the second level. Yeah. Was I picking up that I was going to fall through the floor? Or was I picking up there was so much negative energy there that I couldn't, I couldn't stand it? Was that bad loops? Absolutely. Was that um, spirits that couldn't uh, turned into ghosts? You betcha. Because when I heard Shard tell me later on that there was a lot of bad things happening, and there was children buried in the grounds around that. That doesn't sound like a good place for children to be. Is that right? Right. Shard? And what right, was right, the name right. of Preston. Uh, ta- Preston. Preston Castle. And what town was that, hon? Ione. Over in Ione, yeah. I couldn't go in. It was amazing. And Charlie looked at me like, you came all the way up here for what? 
<laughs> I could have stayed home and told you what you're going to do and do remote viewing. That place and is I wild. Got... I mean, yeah, it's crazy. You know, I could, uh, before we cut off the air here, that is the first place that I've ever, well, I mean, other than like around here, because I have lots of dead here. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> They ought to investigate your house, honey. They're everywhere, yeah. They're everywhere. But um, the phantom smell. And it was interesting because I had never seen an industrial Pyrac before. I'm not sure I know what you're talking about. Smelting firm? Company? No, it's a, it's a Pyrac. It's like these these racks that they put pies on after, after oh. they bake them. But I mean, oh, I've never seen a bit. I've never seen an industrial sized one. Had okay. no clue what it was. Okay. Okay. So I'm sitting in this chair and the person, you know, that's taking this through is, is 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 doing the spiel, and all of a sudden I smell blueberry. Oh, wonderful, wonderful! And I'm thinking, where is it Someone's coming baking. from? Someone's baking. Someone's doing the somebody, loop. And then somebody pointed over the pie rack and says, "Well, that's a pie rack." And I went, "Wow, the pies are sitting over there, and I'm smelling these pies." So what's happening? Someone is creating their heaven. They're cooking. Yeah. Yeah, they're cooking ten for me blueberry pies. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the flavor I like. I love coffee. I'm not pie or cake. But I do like some, but I've discovered pumpkin pumpkin spice flavored creamer. And mm. I tell you, I don't particularly care for pumpkin pie, but man, that creamer, the smell of it is so wonderful. It's like those eggnog lattes I can't have anymore over it. Uh you know yeah i'm not allowed anymore damn it but uh, yeah well spirit people tell me and i'll never forget the time I, i've been to a lot of restaurants where i've seen spirit people come around but the time i told you months back this gentleman took me on a date between you know a date and we went to the restaurant at the arden fair mall we were going to go to uh, the theater there and the restaurant was full of spirit people i went as well as the same gentleman took me to Mexican restaurant across the street. Oh, you're working in that area. You know, we it was a Mexican restaurant across the street, and there was a bar that we had we sat in waiting for an opening. And I saw two spirit people fight, two human beings fighting, and uh, two men. And then all of a sudden the place emptied out, and these two men are fighting, and I'm going, look at the spirit people in here watching. I mean, there were um people who like to drink. It was actually kind of amazing. I never noticed before until all the energy was being shot off by people well, I running told out. You, well, I told you what happened to Karen and I when we went to Outback. Uh, refresh my memory. Tell again. Because you I think it was Outback. Yeah, we walked in the Outback Steakhouse, and they put us in a seat facing like where the parking lot was, was a window there. Okay. And when we went to sit down, there was a man standing in the window. Peering through the window. <gasps> you did, excuse me, you did tell me that. I remember now, right? And then yeah. I looked, I saw him, and then I sat down, he was gone. But I know he was there, peering in the window. One of the things spirit people like, not ghosts, but spirit people, unless the ghost is, well, they're doing their, their loop, they're still, uh, remember, we're talking about ghosts tonight, we're slipping over to spirit, and uh, I'm eh, trying to stay away from poltergeist. We, we never but they, they really like it. They really love restaurants. Um, yes. They like the theaters, and I've gone yeah. to theaters, and I go, my God, third of the people here are spirits, <laughs> are yeah. visiting, watching movies. It's amazing. 
It's Why amazing. Do you sit down if it feels crowded, honey. Get up and move. And what, what makes me laugh <laughs> is when you go see when you go see a horror movie like something like the others or Ghost, oh, right? You're sitting there watching Ghost or you're watching the others, and you realize that the spirit kind are all in there watching this movie too. They love being entertained. Yeah. I find it curious that as as we develop new ways of being entertained, and we're not going to theater like we used to. Um, I have not seen the the movies. Oh, Barbie, the movie Barbie. Now I saw a commercial, IMAX or Max or something on TV where they're street, going to stream it now. You can buy it for six ninety five a month or whatever. And I thought this is changing how people watch movies. And my husband has a sixty five inch TV. Of course, he loves all the sport, the sports, and that's that big screen football, basketball, golf. You know, and they shoot him up. I wonder how many times I should go out there with my one who's sitting with him spirit wise and he has some family members men and i think mm-hmm. oh they must be enjoying the company of my husband without you know and and i think it's changing but i i have gone to the movies and, and i like the afternoon for, because i don't have to go on a friday night because i you know larry and i've gone to movies and i i go in i go oh my god there's so many people in here you know what that means the other thing I was going to mention is like, like you brought it up with Larry watching TV. My uncle, uh-huh. American Idol. You know, because oh. he, my, my uncle's around a lot, and <clears throat> I guess I know he was there. I, I could feel him there. Mm-hmm. And I guess, and I don't remember who it was. It was years, years and years ago. But there was this Mexican guy, this Mexican kid on American Idol that was doing very well. But then he got voted off. Oh, yeah, okay. do that the end. I do that, well, yeah. Yeah, so I'm watching TV and I've got like a, I've got a, an aspirin vial next because I was having a headache that night. Uh-huh. And the voting goes down, everything's going fine. And then they vote this guy off or however they oh. do. You know, I forgot, I forget yeah, how they yeah, do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Next thing I see is the lights are blinking in the house and the and the aspirin vial goes flying off the table. <laughs> So I guess well, like, how many times you talked to me and you said mom's in there watching TV and she's been dead a couple yeah. of years. Oh yeah, my mom is. My mom will laugh. She'll get. She'll. I can hear her laugh at different shows and all kinds of stuff. Uh huh. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, but my uncle did that, so I guess he liked that Mexican kid, you know, and was upset when he got booed off. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You gotta love this stuff. But you gotta remember, my, you know, the other thing with my mom too, even when she. Was going through her dementia. I've got I got a TV like your husband's. I got a sixty five inch TV here. Yeah. And to her, I think I know that. Yeah, I've seen that. Everybody on TV was in the house because <laughs> because they looked real you know, because they were so tall. They're so big. They were normal <laughs> size. So big, normal size. You know, to her. So well, it's hard to tell whether she was talking about ghosts in the house or whether she was talking <laughs> about you know people on the TV. Well, the thing <laughs> about you, I have to chuckle. Um, because you're supposed to sit so many feet away from a TV. And the big one, if I remember right, visiting you, the TV's close. So when you're up against a 65-inch TV and you're sitting only four feet away, those people yeah. look real big. And you made me chuckle, <laughs> you made me chuckle that uh, you'd play Disneyland movies or something. Oh, know, yeah, yeah, Disneyland. yeah. We would go on the rides, she, yeah. Yeah, go on the rides. Your mother would go on the rides and... You know, once in a while, you got to turn it on, invite mom back, and put those rides on again. Say, mom, I'll put those on for you. Why did that pop into oh, yeah. my head? We used to lean over and everything as we were, you know, going over roller coasters and all this stuff. And She's in her heaven in your TV. You know, you, why don't you do that? I, 
it popped in my head. Maybe she's trying to tell you. Maybe I enjoyed those that. shows. You don't have them on anymore. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I haven't watched a Hollywood musical in four years. Yeah. And they keep showing the King and I on one of the other channels. And I keep wanting, I keep thinking, well, maybe is she here? When you're busy on, in or... your office overnight, you know, you work all night long. Why don't you turn the TV on and say, Mom, I'm putting a TV on show for you. Come in here. Well, there's a story that um, Sharon, the psychic, you know, the, the uh, shaman, has about my mother. But, and it was after she, it was after a few days after she died, you know, uh -huh. almost the same week. And I was out to dinner with my sister. And I wasn't home, so my mother went to Sharon's. And Sharon <laughs> says, well, what, what, you know, what do you want? What are you in my house for? She went all the way to Placerville, you know. In a heartbeat, and, you can travel around the world. Yeah, yeah. And, and my mother says, I want to watch TV. Mm. Charlotte's not mm. home, and I want to watch TV. And so Sharon said, okay, you know, have a seat, blah, blah, blah. And she says, well, what do you want to watch? And I knew it was my mother because the first thing, the first thing she said was, Bonanza. <laughs> of course, of course. And Sharon goes, well, I don't get that, but I get Little House on the Prairie. Oh, that'll work, yeah, Little, Little House on the Prairie. But yeah, she loved Bonanza. My grandmother loved uh, Gunsmoke. And there, I don't think we see that anymore, but she watched every episode. She just thought he was just the most handsome man. It never occurred to me. Grandma Blanche, if you want me out. I don't think they have those shows on, but... Um, they do I sometimes on Roku. Roku Channel. Roku. In fact, I was shocked because... I thought of my dad, and I don't know if they're still on, but because he was a big Gene Autry fan growing up. <laughs> and, you know, I was an Elvis fan, so this was the battle, right? You had the Elvis yeah. movies that were, okay? Uh-huh. You had the Gene Autry Spaghetti Westerns. Okay. okay. And he would sit there and make fun of Elvis movies, and I'd be like, and this is coming from the guy that used to watch these, these stupid Spaghetti Westerns with Gene Autry. But it's funny because uh, like a month ago when I was cruising uh, Roku, they actually had the Gene Autry movies were on. And I thought, mm -hmm. if I sit here and watch these, my dad's going to be sitting here all day watching them with me. You know, so I, I didn't skip them because of that. I just thought I don't want to, I just don't feel like dealing with with, with these with, with these uh, laughable movies at this point. But yeah, Roku gets all, gets that stuff all the time. You have to get on the, Ro the Roku channel, or, you know, because the, they have their live TV thing. You go down to the channels. Yeah. I, I really don't you, watch a lot of TV. I'll have something on, but I'm not watching it. That and then I forget thing. which one it is. Is it um, Tubi? It's one of those channels that they have all the Beverly Hills Hillbillies things on there, too. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. I didn't even know they had a Christmas special. On <laughs> what? Beverly Hillsbillies. Oh, I, like I never watched it, so... Sorry. Well, I'm just saying is that they have all those shows. You know, you can find all that stuff, but you have to really search for it. Okay. But it is okay. there. It is there. You know, like Bonanza. I found the Bonanza channel. Now I can have her home, home watch Bonanza. That's so I guess what we're saying, everybody, you have spirit people, family, call them if they're not coming back and they're not back. Yeah. I haven't felt my father for a while, but mm -hmm. uh, he's probably come back. So um, invite your family, put on a show they liked. If I yeah. could find banana, if I could find uh, gun smoke, if I knew I could get my grandmother, because I don't know if she's come back either, I would play it for her. But oh, you'd yeah. have to have the impression. You'd have to do your life, and all of a sudden you go, gun smoke. I don't want to see. Oh wait a minute, Grandma Blanche liked gun smoke. So if something like that happens to you, yeah, it's weird people saying, 
I'd like to watch TV also, just like in the movie, the TV series Ghost. Yeah. They all have what they like, and a couple of them like the TV shows during the day. It was yeah. kind of funny. I thought they actually can sit around and watch uh, soap operas, and they got really into it. And I thought, this happens. Yes, I could yeah. see them. It does happen. And I've watched stuff mm -hmm. where I felt my mom, because when we used to go to the movies, she would grab my um, she would put, grab my hand, but she would dig her nails into my palm. Oh, and I've also felt that I felt I felt her grab my right hand. Yeah, you know, watch these things. So she, yeah, so it is what it is, and uh, I've been thinking about liking Bonanza. Yeah, I've been thinking about Bonanza. The only reason why she liked Bonanza, and I think you'll get a kick out of this, when she was uh, working for the phone company, because you worked for the phone company. Um, for some reason, when Bonanza first started, they brought the actress to the phone company to meet, you know, really? on, on, on like a tour. Oh, that's interesting. And my mother says, you know, I guess it was in the cafeteria. So she went in there to just to see what it was all about. And she saw Michael Landon. And that was it. Oh. <laughs> and she just, that's all she could say about him. He had the most beautiful eyes. He's the most beautiful man. And that's every time she watched Bonanza. There was that beautiful man. Ah. I've heard people talk about um, going to concerts. And then from then on, they're really into that one group. Mm -hmm. Because they mm -hmm. saw him in person. I actually yeah. saw Elvis Presley in person and took a, a friend's daughter. She Whoa. was 13 at the time. Was it uh, 1977? No, see, it was earlier because he wore the one-piece outfit in Tahoe, the white outfit. I remember her. And, the, of course, we didn't have any money. Of course, we sat by the door where the cafeteria people would come in and out. But she was sitting, and the guy came out, and he saw this little girl with us. He took, took her all the way up to the stage. And I imagine now oh. she's in her sixties now, and I imagine she probably gives it a lot of thought to that how exciting it was to get Elvis Presley came down and kissed her hand or something. I imagine every any anything he's been in, they recorded. You probably could see yeah. him with the Tahoe if they yeah, record that. You would see there, him yeah. talking to her. Yeah, you so know how fun would that been? There, I should. Yeah. Oh yeah. See? Well, I had fun tonight, everybody. I did too. I, I did too. More um, questions. Yeah, I did too. I'm happy to report that. In fact, I want to put this out to the public. Just so that somebody might be listening that knows me. I want to thank my neighbors. I want to huh? thank my friends. Because last year, people that 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 know me know that I'm I'm a I'm a grown up kid, and I don't do a lot for the. I mean, I do stuff for the holidays, like you know, film the lights and do that stuff. But I don't do a lot. I really don't anymore since my mom passed. What I do do is a light display in my front yard. Full till decorating, three or four thousand lights were there. Last year, with the big winds in California, somehow, some you know, some way, half of my lights got wiped out. Yeah. And I didn't start even thinking about lights until after Thanksgiving, well into the first or second week of December, because I really was bummed about it. That really bummed me out because I love doing this so people can see. You know, I love doing this. And I got on next door and I put the word out and four or five people came to my aid and donated lights this year. And so I'm just about done tomorrow. I will be finished and it looks, it looks beautiful. And I want to thank everybody who helped me do this. Cause I couldn't mm -hmm. have done it. You know, it's people in the was, room too. Yeah. I was really awesome. upset. Yeah. I was really upset because that's my whole thing is to do that. And, and I wasn't going to be able to do it. To I mean, I could do mm -hmm. it, but not like I usually do it. 
So yeah. I'm real excited. And it's, it looks like Christmas now to me because I love doing that. It's a hot, I wanna, light colors, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Marissa, before I didn't see this because I just closed word up. I guess a good idea that you didn't see your brother. I agree. Because that's how you would always remember him, and he would never oh, yeah. be whole. Uh, well, we had a case in Murphy's of old places at the Murphy's Motorcycle Shop with, with Trish that the man had been uh, killed by a backhoe. Ugh. But the problem was when the wife oh, would see him. Town. Yeah, when the wife would see him, that's how she would see him was how she saw him at the coroner's office, or when she ran out to find him and he was underneath the backhoe. Oh, oh. So not Trish good. had. Trish had a lot of work on that one to do, and uh, now that you know, she did a great job with it. You know, to get her not to see him that way anymore, because that's how he would come back to see. She saw him, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah, that can be done. Anyway, I just wanted to thank those people because I, I just could not have done it without the help. I couldn't afford to be placed. Well, them. you're going to have to do a show where you show all of that off now. I will. The next that's show a good we do. Idea. I think on Friday I'm going to shoot video out there. And I'll show you guys what I did. It's not going to be, usually I have it timed to music and stuff. I'm not going to do that this year. It's going to be solid this year. But uh, it, it's, it, when I go out there, I, it's, it's, a, it's a nice job. I mean, I had more than enough lights to work with, and I'm real excited. Well, the about it. neighborhood looks to you to have all those decorations up for their yes, families. Yes, yes. Yeah. And they know and that you've lived was. there um, 45, 50 years. So it's kind yeah. of exciting. Yeah. And that's what it was, because a lot of the people that came over to drop off stuff know me. And some of them actually live on my block. So, so it was cool. It was cool. Okay, tomorrow, kids, I'm not going to. So I will be here on the chat. We're not going to have a live show. But before you go, oh, no, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see a recorded show. Trust me, you're going to want to see this one. Sophia Love. 12 or 13 years ago, might be more, was, what, was awakened at 3 a.m. She's a mother of two kids. Oh. And she started to hear voices in her head. And she thought she was going nuts. Going crazy, I'm sorry. Bad. And it turns out that she was being contacted by aliens. And not just, wow. not, just not just the greys, okay, not just the greys, but contacted by the um the reptilians, the she said, you know, she's talked to the reptilians, the Pleiadians, and several other types of aliens. She's she's talked to, she's written like two books on this about it, about what messages they have, and and then she and they told her about their society and how they live, what their business was here on Earth, and things like that. Now, whether you believe that stuff or not, you know, that's up to you. But uh, this was an interesting interview. I I I, re, I I did the interview with her on Saturday. And it's a fascinating interview. And she even mentioned something that kind of, I talked to Nancy about the one thing. It kind of makes you go, hmm. You know, you know I'm, so. I'm a firm believer that we, you know, I wouldn't want anybody to criticize me and what I do and what I say. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, why would I make it up? But I'm not one to embellish. And it's the same with people who have alien contact. Why in the world would you not believe them? This is their truth. And it's interesting. It makes and our life more because we hear such interesting stories. Not that yeah. you have to believe it, but go, wow. And that's this the thing. Amazing. You know, my, my, my opinion is this. Something weird happens to you like that. Ghosts are, ghosts are bad enough. And people, people accept that now. <laughs> people yeah. are into it. Thanks, thanks to the TV shows. 
But this alien encounter stuff, people still are on the fence with it. So it's my opinion. Why would somebody like that come out and say, hey, I talk to aliens publicly? Yeah. Nothing like knowing being... that people, yeah, knowing that people, you know, that, that there's that there's that chance that somebody's going to think you're a kook. You know, I mean, that's to me. There's got to be some kind of truth in it when somebody has enough guts to come out and talk about it like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I encourage you guys. It's going to be it's going to be on YouTube tomorrow, six thirty p.m. Pacific. I encourage you guys to watch the interview because it's a fascinating interview. I'll, like I said, I'll she, be in. I'll be watching it. She says something in there, and I had this discussion with Nancy the other night about what she said. That kind of made me go, "Wow, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder who that is." You know, so I'm not going to give it away, but you guys, you guys have to hear it for yourself. You know. Oh, and I did get some WD-40. Somebody got me WD-40 with with a ribbon on it. Good. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> oh, please. This is bad enough, but I was I, when I did the teaser for YouTube today. I lean forward and push the button. And as soon as I go, tonight on California Haunts Radio, and I leaned a weird way. And so here comes this big creak. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to reshoot it. You know? So, yeah. So I did get some WD-40. <laughs> Somebody had a sense of humor. <laughs> okay, hun. Okay, guys. This is it. I'm, gonna, I'm done now forever. I'm done, No, I'm done for tonight. But I will see you guys to, I will see you guys on chat tomorrow. And tomorrow night, I will be, I didn't get a chance to Saturday because I got busy, but I will be um, on TikTok. I might be on Facebook. I don't know how I can make it work double. We'll see. Probably on TikTok. I will be putting together and creating a gingerbread house tomorrow night. Oh, yes. So we're going to do that for the holiday. I have like three of them. I buy them like when they're on sale. I've seen them in the store quite a bit. They're becoming more popular. Well, the thing it. is, my my old Kelpie that I had, I'd, I'd hide him in my bedroom closet. My old Kelpie loved gingerbread. I didn't know oh, this no. until until I went to go get him ah. out of my closet. And was... all the candy was there, but the gingerbread was gone. <laughs> she wiped it all out. Oh, no. Yeah. She probably thought she was getting away with something. Oh, yeah. Well, she had a good meal on gingerbread, you know. doesn't hurt dogs. It's good for dogs. But, you know, still. I wouldn't know. She was just having a good old time in there, so, you know, chomping down my gingerbread. But anyway, so that's what I'm going to be doing tomorrow night. And what I'm thinking of doing is if it goes well, then since I have all these, I have two or three other gingerbread houses, I'm going to build a little village of gingerbread houses. We'll see how it goes. Weren't you going to do one of these on, on the video? Yes. I I'd like that. I'd like to see yeah. that. Yeah, so we're, I'm going to do it. I have a shaky hand, so don't expect me to do like any of this piping stuff, you know. That's nice and straight because it's not going to happen if my hands shake. But I usually they usually turn out pretty good when I do them. Okay. That being said, here's Nancy's contact information. And oh yes, oh Sunday next Sunday. Don't go any don't go anywhere, guys. Mm-hmm. Next Sunday, Nancy is going to be doing readings for the winter solstice. Oh, and right. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, six six p.m. Pacific next Sunday night. So if you want a reading for the solstice, now remember the winter solstice, it's kind of like New Year's, okay? Out with the old, in with the new. So this kind of opens you up for more uh, for more broad questions with Nancy. You know, it could either be something from the past, it could be something from the present, or it could be looking towards your future, right? So you could ask Nancy uh, uh, that. And, well, whatever yes. I'm given, yeah, yeah, they can ask, see what comes yeah. up. You might even have a dead relative come in, I don't know, you know. Just <laughs> whatever comes up. That always up, happens. Doing the thing. <laughs> 
So if you, if you look at the thing, it, it, um, I, I have the link. If you, if you look at the description of this show, the link is right there. And it says, you, you know, up to 10 minutes, up to 10 minutes, not guaranteed 10 minutes, but up to 10 minutes, because by doing this, we're going to do it on StreamYard. We're going to do it. It'll be a, it'll be a semi-private room. So you won't be going out to everybody in the universe. Oh, and yeah. and right. if we have, if we, if, if we get enough people, we're going to break it into two sessions. So that, so that Nancy can give you more individual time with these questions. Okay. You're not going to get like, 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 like slam through like we normally do because of time constraints here, you're going to have more time to, to uh, get your answers. So check it out. The link is it's over at the California haunts meetup site. The link is in the description to this show. Just keep, you know, Googling down and uh, you'll find the link and join us on Sunday. I'm looking forward to it out with the old and with the new winter solstice. All right, here we go with Nancy's contact information and away we go. It was great seeing y'all, by the way. Where did I put you? Oh, there you are. <laughs> well, I went through and did because I had to delete some stuff off the hard drive, so I'm always afraid I'm going to click on the wrong thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Websites, nancymats.com. The N and the M are lowercase. nancymatsalsby.com. The N, the M, and the A are capitalized. YouTube.com forward slash Nancy Matt Psychic. The N, the M, and the P is capitalized. Help, get me out of this funk. Written by Nancy Matt. Two worlds, developing your psychic skills. And my squeaky chair. The unwilling sacrifice. And of course, you can get those at Amazon.com. Okay, gang, I'll see you tomorrow on the chat. I'll be on the chat. And uh, remember the show's over at YouTube, but it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a doozy, trust me. It's gonna be a doozy. All right, have a great evening. And bye, Nancy. It's been great, it's been fun. Ciao. Ciao. Here we go. <laughs>